This week on Reliving the Extreme, we are discussing the episode of ECW from Halloween of 1995, October 31st, 1995. Nate Maxson here with you along with my brother Aaron. Hello. And Mr. Chad Austin. Hey, how you doing, pal? Well, we're professional around here. We don't fucking ghost people when they're supposed to be on another podcast. That's right. <laughs> Fuck all them other podcasts. We're the only one that matters. And I'm not even sure I watched the fucking show. I got ten twenty four ninety five. That's all right. We'll get you through it. <laughs> Speaking of which, I got to find that Steve Austin thing. Um, the so uh, Ch- Chad was supposed to be on another podcast today and got stood up. So no, I I, I I didn't get stood up. The guy was a fraud. He was a fraud. Like you know. It, don't book don't book talent, dude. Don't book talent. You know, I, I'm a talent. Don't book talent to be on your show and then you, you reschedule for another time where oh when it's reconvenient for me, and then all of a sudden you just um you ghost me. Is that what they say nowadays? Ghost me. Yeah, ghost. He ghosted me. And uh, I, I texted him, I was like, Hey man, are we doing a show or what? And the guy didn't say anything. You know, fuck that guy. Whatever his name is, California Carey or whatever the fuck. California fuck yeah. Ca- California cocksucker. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's it, it's unprofessional as a motherfucker. I mean, nobody nobody sure knows anything more about being unprofessional than I am. <laughs> and you know, and then, sure it know, wasn't the Colorado kid, right? It wasn't the Colorado kid. It was the unprofessional guy, whatever his name is, California Karari, Karachi. I don't know. Fuck him. Good luck getting me maybe on that show. Died. Yeah. Maybe, like, he said maybe he died. I, I mean, Nate, I do, I I do mean, a lot of I shows. Do, I do a lot of shows. And I always put and us over on a lot of shows because of this, this platform has given me the, has given me the leverage of, of being able to do a lot of shows. Because our show is getting heard by a lot of wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. So, like, people, you know, because, you know, of my past, they they, they, they want to have me on as a guest and all. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I handle my own bookings. You know, I'm not that big enough where I have to have a handler. Well, I mean, I need a handler for life. But, <laughs> you need a- <laughs> but, but, not, but not for podcasts. But, uh, but you know what I mean? Like, don't. You know, what's the saying? Like, jerk, don't jerk my chain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Well, it's tomorrow night. It's tomorrow night. Uh, what time tomorrow do you get night. off? I'll be home at 1130. All right. Um, how about tomorrow? What time tomorrow? I'll be I'll be up at 1130. You know? Right. And I don't know. It's, I don't know. it's just unprofessional. You know, sometimes we can't record this show, but I try to let you guys know. As you know, as if I have, if I there's something fucking going on, I try to let you guys know as soon as I can. Well, we're unprofessional, but fucking, that's the way it is. <laughs> At least we it's don't more... fucking lie to our people, lie to our and, people. And, and we don't we don't fake book guests. You know what I mean? And we're only unprofessional to each other. You know what yeah, I mean? that's, that's, like, that's fine. Yeah, we like stay. if we're about to record and. If we're about to record and one of you guys go, motherfucker, I don't want to record tonight. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> okay, I'll just go drink beer. Tomorrow, then. <laughs> yeah, right? 
Like, I don't I, need a reason. I, 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 have, no, I have no fucking problem with that. But word to the wise. If you, if you're, oh, go ahead, Aaron. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, word of the wise, as a podcaster, I can say, if you're going to do podcasting and you're going to have guests and you're going to want people to come on your show and you don't want to get, you don't want to get, you don't want to get a, a reputation of being a stiff or an idiot or an idiot. You don't even have to, like Chad you said, you don't even to, have to keep the commitment to communicate for Christ's sake. Yeah. It's like, I might get a blowy tonight, so I can't record. And he'll be like, okay. <laughs> Priorities, pal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah, don't book me. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm going to get into tonight. You know? <laughs> 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 uh, what's it always say at the bottom of the sh- of the show sign? Um, card, card subject, card, to, card subject no, to change. Yeah, that's right. Card reserve change. Sorry, man. I'm getting a blowjob from a rack. A rack. <laughs> well, let's get into this ECW episode. Here we start. We start the episode October 31st, 1995. It's Beulah's box. And, of course, she talks about how something explosive is going to get in her box. Some TNT, a little innuendo out your window there. But we pan over, and there is Steve Austin <laughs> dressed in a terrible wig, doing his not-impersonation of Eric Bischoff with his co-host Bongo. And there's a set of Bongo. This is just great shit from Steve Austin. He's yeah. popping the balloons, and he's like, we're live. <laughs> it's fucking good shit, man. Monday Dude, night. That was like that. That was like at um, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to say probably two thirty, three o'clock in the morning, is when he did that. I was there. I I stayed for that. I stayed for that shit. Cause Paul asked me to stay for that, and they must have taped. I don't know, seven, eight, nine of them. You know, all that stuff. You know, I mean, how many was there? I, I don't know. I'm asking. So far, so far we've seen two. We've seen two. I'm sure there were more than that. I'm sure there were more than that. Yeah, and he, he taped, yeah. and Paul taped like eight or you know, you know, five, six, seven, eight, or nine of them. And that was that was either that was either at the ECW arena or at the hotel. Um, where you they were about, taking you're talking about Steve. You guys talking about Steve's yeah, promos? Yeah, you guys cut out a little bit. Sorry. Like, there's going to be a lot more because we still haven't even got him with his shaved head talking about the ham sandwich and the fucking lunchbox and all that shit. We haven't even got there yet. There's a ham sandwich? Wow. It's coming up. That's a hell of a payday. (laughs) That's a hell of a payday for Steve Austin. I love a ham sandwich. Some, some little some little things I noticed about this. Of course, he calls it Monday Nyquil, obviously referring to Monday Nitro. He says there's going to be a bottle of Geritol on a pole match coming up on Monday Nyquil. But I did notice this one thing. Big, this is where the big boys play with each other. Yeah, this is where the big boys play with each other. And I didn't. I noticed one thing. If you if you notice, he shits on Bischoff. He's got Bongo there for Mongo. He does not yeah, at all this in any note. way, shape, or form shit on Bobby Heenan. He just says the brain can't That's be it. here tonight. <laughs> That's in my note. It's like, notice he didn't make fun of Bobby. He's like, well, how you going to shit on Bobby respect. Heenan, dude? Steve is I mean, like, this seriously. Is the only guy, this is the only guy I got respect for. <laughs> I ain't say a bad word about him. 
He's like, oh, he didn't show up for work, so I'm going to fire him over the phone, too. Yeah. It's like, this is good shit. Who's got a bad word to say about Bobby Heenan? Uh, you know? I mean, I I, I, I was lucky said. enough to meet him. Um, he, he had cancer at the time. And, you know, I don't know, it was like 2016 or something, like whatever. And and my buddy was like, hey, man, you want to meet Bobby Heenan? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> that's, that's a fucking stupid question. Fuck? No, I, I drove like 120 like miles. Miles. And he's like, all right, man. And, uh, all right, man. And um, he's like, all right, this is Bobby Heenan. And, you know, he was sad, you know. He, you know, he was in a sad state. But I was like, Bob Heenan, like you're the you're the best. Like I, I mean, I don't even know what what category to put you in as the best. You know, like you're not the you know you ain't the best. You know, commentator. Um, what are you? You ain't the best man. You're the best manager commentator. Uh, you know what I mean? Like you're, yeah. you're the best of all of it. You're the best of you everything. Pro re- pro wrestling Swiss Army knife, dude. That's Bobby Heenan, dude. And Bobby Heenan to me is like the end all be all of great. Like that that's the that 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 guy is fucking just phenomenal. You know? He, the the two it, bumps that he took, you know. I love it when I he can't sh- even do that today. I love it when he shows up on uh, I think it's TNA. Him and Mike Tanay haven't worked. I mean, obviously they're friends, so they've talked to each other. But Kayfabe, they haven't worked together since WCW closed. And Tanay's like, I'd like to welcome a man I haven't seen in quite a few years now, Bobby the Brain Heenan. And first thing Brain says to him, hey, 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 can you give me five bucks? (laughs) You got five bucks? You got five bucks. Was he all fucked up then? No, no, he was still still in good shape at that point. Yeah, Bobby Bobby Heenan, dude. That that was like that was like the highlight of my career, like hanging out with him, you know. Like literally, like I I could I, I could have left my boots in the ring at that point. Oh my god, <laughs> I hung out with Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan liked me. Like he wanted to go out to lunch with me, but I had plans. Because it was far it was far away, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I was like, I, I'd love to go out to lunch with Bobby Heenan. I would love to see what he you know, you know. Bobby Heenan's going to order, you know, if he's going to make a big scene, like it's like a, my breakfast with Blassie. And he could make like offensive jokes and nobody would get mad because it was Bobby Heenan. You know what I mean? Like, like Tito talks about it. Like people would be like, Oh, he made so many jokes about you being Mexican and this, that, and everything. And Tito's like, it got me more over because Bobby <laughs> of was course. saying it. And there's there's this primetime wrestling with him and Gorilla, and Gorilla Monsoon has this fucking like stuffed gorilla sitting on his sitting on, on his side of the desk, and it's wearing like a Hulk Hogan like tank top or whatever. And Bobby goes, "What's that over there?" And Gorilla's like, "What? What are you talking about? Is that thing over there? Is that your? Is that that Coco Beware action figure?" And you're not, not even offended by it. Because it's like that's funny because it's Bobby. Well, I mean that's that's racist before racist became a problem. But it's guess, Bobby. Right? So you don't even give a fuck. You know what I mean? Well, that's the that's the way you gotta be, fucking... man. Like you know, I, I, I'm that same way. I, I'm not saying I'm like racist or anything, 
But you know, well, I don't think Bobby was racist either. Was. He just knew funny was funny, you know. Of course, that, that's what I always say. But sometimes funny ain't funny <laughs> to to a lot of people. <laughs> I'm going. And he knew that right he now. could be that. But people, but people, people be... who people people who appreciate humor don't get offended by humor. Of course, no, and Bobby don't. would, Bob, like Bob would be an asshole. But knew like by the end of it, he was gonna get his, his he was gonna get his comeuppance on it. You know what I mean? Like, of course. Oh, I'm gonna make fun of Tito, or I'm gonna, and I'm gonna make fun of Coco, and I'm gonna be an asshole, or I'm gonna make fun of Boss Man's mom, and I'm gonna do all this shit. And eventually, by the end of it, oh, he gets his man, ass mom. Everybody goes home. Of course, it's yeah. good shit. I mean, that's a heel, especially when you're greatest a heel, heel ever. Greatest fucking heel ever is Bobby Hinn. I wouldn't say he's the greatest heel ever. I would say he's the greatest manager ever. All right. Well, after the, uh, the the Steve Austin thing here, we get Joey Styles doing the intro for the show, and he starts off the hype for the November to Remember show coming up in a couple of weeks. And then a quick squash match, the Pitbulls with Francine versus Donnie Allen and the Broad Street Bully. Pitbulls win very quickly. Uh, Joey does note that Donnie has uh, the number 499 on his shirt because this year he's up one. Last year he was number 500 in the PWI 500, and this year he is 499. I never made it. You know, I, I should have I sh I asked Bob Smith about that when I had him on the show. I didn't even think about it. Why wasn't Chad Austin ever in the fucking PWI? I asked, we, should I asked Bob on this, we should bring Bob on this show and ask and have Chad ask him why. Well, I asked Bill after, and Bill after was like, I didn't know who you were. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he was honest. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, I'm like, you watch me get my ass beat, you know? Well, after this, like I said, quick, this quick squash match with the Pitbulls beating Donnie and the Broad Street Bully, Jason reemerges after the match, and... Uh, Puts over the pit bulls, says he made a mistake. He shouldn't have let him go. They should ditch the prostitute, um, which, of course, he's referring to Francine. And then uh, Jason, Jason from? What? Where is he from? Who, Jason? Yeah. It's from New York. Because I don't know what that accent that he has is. Like, I don't know if he's it's... trying to do, like, a European accent or if that's the I cadence think it's of his gay. voice. <laughs> I think I've met a lot of gay dudes and they don't talk like Jason. I don't know what that fucking accent is. How do you like my suit? Like gay. gay. It's, it's a it's a guy. It's essentially a guy that is terrible at doing a European accent, trying to do a European accent. Okay. And so it's, probably, it's probably a guy who's also sorry the fact that uh, Mario Savoldi folded IWCCW. You know, because there's nowhere else for him to work. Fuck. This fucking accent is terrible. How do you like my anal? <laughs> Bag. <laughs> well, in this whole situation, Jason, if I wrote this down right, I think he kicks Francine. Oh, he kicks her then... right in the face. Yeah, I thought so. And then he the calls eliminate... her a prostitute. He calls her a prostitute and kicks her in the face. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, then the uh, 
the punchline here is, of course, the Eliminators are out to attack the Pit Bulls. Um, so now, obviously, the Eliminators are with Jason. And did you notice that um, they are trying out a name for a total elimination oh, here that a, doesn't it's work? It's a shitty fucking name. Did you notice that, Hurricane? Chad? Yeah. <laughs> Joey Styles said, like, three things. Hur hurricane Eliminator. The, the, what we would come to know is total elimination. They are originally trying to call it Hurricane Eliminator. It's a Dude, fuck, I know. It's in my notes. This is a fucking terrible name for that goddamn move. It's a devastating oh, oh. move, but the minute somebody goes Hurricane Eliminator, you're like, what the fuck? I'll tell you this. I took it. And that shit was smooth as silk, man. <laughs> Like I, I had no idea. I, I had no idea. I thought it was going to be brutal, and it was smooth as hell, man. And that was probably well, after he did it to Donnie Allen forty-two times before he did it to me. But yeah, it's a it's a great looking it's a great looking move, and, uh, move and if they uh, can work it, if, if they can they work can it where it's smooth, that's even better, right? No, I mean. I mean, they're, they're I mean, sloppy. I mean, they're, they're, they're sloppy. They're, there's no doubt they're sloppy. Um, it, it, that's not even a big deal. They were sloppy before they even got to ECW. They were sloppy when they were in Memphis with that finish. It's um, it's it's not an easy finish to do. You know, it's a timing thing, and especially when you're the guy taking it, it's a timing. You know, it's a timing finish you know, to Because I all I got to do is stand there. I, I, I have to wait for the guy to, to wait for my legs before the other guy, you know, gives me the leg lariat kind of thing, you know, mm -hmm. to knock me over. But if they're off, dude, they they're off. They could fuck you up. <laughs> I've seen I've seen them fuck up a lot of guys doing it. The uh, were they good guys? The eliminators, like Perry. Yeah, were Perry and Cronus really all right, guys. Yeah, they were fine guys. I mean, I met them. I met them the first time um, in Memphis when I was there, and we talked, and we we were just hanging out, and you know, I I, I didn't have to work them like then. They were there, you know, what are they? Four weeks. Everybody else was yeah. Memphis for like four weeks, and and we talked. We were we were in Louisville. And we just hung out, just bullshitted and all and all and everything. And I, I even told them they'd be perfect for ECW. But I didn't know. I you know, you know, I'm not a scout. Just put that out there. I'm not a scout for ECW. Um, New Jack. I'm not a scout. You know, but I said you guys would be great for ECW because we don't have any tag teams. Tag teams. We have we, we yeah. have the Dudleys we have the and we have the gangsters. And we have the gangsters. Yeah, that's because you God, public enemy. Nobody wants to see that. Well, I guess people did want to see that, just not me. Um, Rick Steiner and Taz come out to make the save to help the uh, to help the pit bulls here. Then the eliminators come back out and attack Steiner and Taz. And then the pit bulls. It's like they they had two segments they wanted two to take, but they just they aired them all at once. Because it's a, one of those things where everybody came where out, everybody went back, when everybody came back out again. I mean, and is if that they bad? Kept it, it, no, it was good shit. And and 
I think if Paulie could have kept Rick in that fucking company, he would have been like the most over motherfucker in that goddamn company. Oh, like, that come on, fucking man. Crowd Aaron loves Aaron, there's, Rick. There's so much stuff you could have done with him, like separately, you know? You know, you know, you Scott wasn't staying, you know, fuck Scott. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I don't care about Scott, but that fucking crowd was so into fucking Rick Steiner. It's insane. He could have he could have easily have been a contender for the world title, right? I mean, title, right? Or, 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 or been at, least, man. at least a TV title. They could have put that world belt on him for fucking ever, and that crowd would have fucking ate it up, I think. Well, no, I, I, I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say put the world belt on him, but I mean he would have a good rum exchange. You know, well, he could have had a good run with Mikey. I mean, who? That's Mikey's whole gimmick is he just gets the shit beat out of him, and he somehow finds a win kind of thing, or you know, or just squeaks by kind of thing. You know, Rick Steiner would be great at that. I would have loved. I mean, if if I would have known. I mean, I didn't have any pool there at all whatsoever. But I would have, I, I would have championed uh, Rick Steiner, Rick Steiner, to stay here. Yeah, he's definitely the kind of guy that translates well into the ECW style. And like Aaron said, the crowd fucking goes ape shit when he comes out. They ate it up. And uh, after this whole segment, then we go to the Extreme Encyclopedia where we get definitions of Sandman, Woman, and Mikey, which I think we've actually already seen all of them before. No, they're different. No. Oh. Well, and I didn't do my homework because I didn't even fucking read them. <laughs> I wrote them down. Of course you didn't. Not that it matters. <laughs> I'm a you, fucking you and, you and Archie Mitchell wrote them down. What were they? The Come on. I mean, do you guys want to hear them? Uh, that's yeah, what we're... You, you put in the work. You put in the work. All now right. we're Sandman. <laughs> no, Aaron. Sandman. Okay, then we'll skip it. No. <laughs> Seriously. Right. Give us your fucking top ten, whatever the fuck it is. Everybody stop talking then. Sandman is Smokus Brawlerus. Uh, Smokus Brawlerus. Cigarette smoking, cane swinging. Beer chugging world champion with a pros- propensity for violence, a fighter who has who has climbed the ladder to the top. There's some that words in this shit I can't that pronounce. Propensity is what you meant. Propensity. I, I thought he said prosthetic. He's got Sam a prosthetic. Man, I don't think he has any prosthetics. I didn't. I didn't know Mad Dog Vashon was involved in this. <laughs> Mad Dog Vashon, man. <laughs> then we get a woman who is Foxus Gredius, and she is the uh, oh, what the fuck is that word? Basically, she's the classic male fantasy of beauty and seduct- seduction, a seductive hench wench with an appetite for money. Hench wench woman and short people. Oh, we'll Kevin get to Sullivan. that with Shane. We'll we'll get to that with Shane's or Steve's promo, um, and then we get Mikey Whipwreck, who is the m- m- miraculist underdogist, a nineteen-year-old messenger of imparable upsets, 
former ECW and tag team champion with Cactus, tries to use his 188-pound, clean-living, non-smoking, drug-and-disease-free body to beat the nicotine-addicted Sandman. It said disease-free? Yep. All right, man. So the, whoever wrote this is implying that Sandman has a disease. <laughs> Probably hepatitis. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Something. Gonorrhea. The clap. The clap. He's got the clap. You know, I, I don't I have no idea. Cliff Pallet. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a cleft palate. I have no idea what Sandman's got. <laughs> at this at this point, he's, he's got seen. it all. He doesn't know either. He's like, it's green, it's oozing. Get, it's just we get there. we gave you the test, Sandman, and you tested positive for what? All of it. All oh of yeah, it. yeah. He he, he he does all his appearances at malls now, like at the fucking like the health screening places. Come on, you don't be like me. You know, you don't want to have gonorrhea of the lips. Fuck. Syphilis of the anus. Yeah, he, he has it all. <laughs> Matter I of fact, even, you don't even know what he has. It's like, I even think I got shingles. I don't even know how I got that. Oh, dude, don't don't even get don't don't even start talking about shingles. He's definitely got shingles. He got it from New Jack. All right. So up next on the ECW show, we have a... Uh, He's like, I can have hepatitis D. Like, it's invented because that's, like, Sandman's the first guy with hepatitis D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hepatitis, all of them. <laughs> Just, you have hepatitis Up next, we get a Dudley's promo. Next, we get a Dudley's promo. And um, they they talk about or Dudley Dudley discusses how there's they're going to have a special <laughs> ring announcer at November to remember, and that ring announcer will be a Dudley. And of course, he says it can't be Dick because and et cetera, et cetera. He goes through all the myriad of reasons why it can't be any of the Dudleys, but then it turns out it's going to be Bubba Dudley to be the announcer. What's and and of course the the gimmick is he's got the stutter. And then he does the dance. It's so hard. It's so hard for me to buy into Bubba Dudley, knowing that I listen to him like three days a week on Busted Open. You know. Mm -hmm. And he brings it up. So fucking. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, man. I'm just gonna like. I looked at it and I was watching. I was like. I remembered that he was, but I'm like, God damn, look how fat he was back then. I remember when I got to, um, when I first got to Memphis, it was around this time, like right, right around this time. And, and when I, when I first saw that promo of Bubba Ray Dudley stuttering and I, I looked at it and I stared at the TV and I was like, I didn't know at first. I was like, uh, I don't know. And then as soon as I saw the heat that he got, I just said, "Yeah, that's 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 the way you do it. That's that's you know what I mean. This guy's got heat. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're a stutterer and you're a heel. Like we had this, we we had this guy in a wheelchair at work. He's like, you know, he's in a little wheelchair and he zips around and everything. And everybody tells him that 
he's like, you know, he's flying around, flying around. And then at one point the girl says, some girl says, Hey man, you know, you're flying around here too much. And the, and the guy says, I don't tell you how to walk. <laughs> and I was like, what a fucking, I was like, what a fucking heel. Right. <laughs> like that guy's a fucking heel. He's a dick. He's a dick. And Bubba Ray was just being a dick. He was just like, all right, so I can't talk, but I'm I'm still gonna shit on you all, motherfuckers. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, this this whole deal is uh, just to get Bubba over. Do you think? I don't know how to, how I want to put this. Do you think that Polly at this point? This is this is. I mean, we've only seen Bubba for maybe a month on the show now. But do you think that I think Pauly, he knew what he got when he got him? All right. You, 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 yes, you just just did up my question. Do you think Paulie was like, "This is the guy I need to quickly move to the head of this gimmick, to the head of this table"? If you will. well, yeah, because he had because Bubba had um, a tremendous upside. Not only could he work and get the gimmick over, but he was also a guy that that papered towns and promoted towns, like for Paul. You know? mm-hmm. I, I mean, I mean, Bubba will tell you that. I'm not. I'm not pulling the curtain back on that and exposing anything. Like, yeah, Bubble would promote like the, all the New York City towns and all that shit. You know, yeah. But, I mean, Bubba got him in the fucking battalion ballroom, whatever that was. You know, the place I w- I wouldn't go to. It was just too far. It would cost me uh, forty eight hundred dollars just to go there with tolls. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, he, he he was a he was a tremendous asset, and he's also a tremendous asset to the business today, if if you think about it. And it was, was it thirty years ago. Yeah, I mean, twenty five years ago. Yeah, I think when when he initially got Bubba, I think he probably looked at it as like this guy's a big motherfucker, and has a personality, and is probably gonna give this Dudley gimmick more legs than what he thought it was going to have to begin with. You know what I mean? I, I totally, I totally believe that. Cause I think, I think um, before him, before he came along, I think the Dudley characters were like, um, uh, I wasn't going to say stagnant, but they were where they were. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's kind of, you, you've got, it has a shelf life. Of course. Yeah. It, it had, yeah, it was kind of like, it was kind of like, Oh, these first Dudley's, and we talked about it is like, Oh, that's Raven's idea. And it's going to be like a six month thing or whatever. But then when he got Bubba and then when he got Devon or whatever, he's like, these are the guys that we can do something with. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. You I know? mean, totally. Like, I mean, like, like, <laughs> like you said, Aaron, you know, it could have been, it could have been a six month thing, but all of a sudden it was like, wait a minute, there's something here. And it was funny to me in this segment, Bubba doing the little dance. I thought that was that was fun. Um, but the Dudleys thoroughly entertaining, like Chad has said a couple of times. What a fucking gimmick! It's good shit, and it's fun to watch. And it's fun to it's watch. Probably them. one of the best gimmicks in the last um like twenty years. And it's fun to watch them evolve. You know, you get to watch it from the beginning and watch it evolve into what it became. Um, like name a better gimmick in the last. 20 years than a Dudley's. Like there's, a better gimmick. Like off the top of my head, there's not much. I can't. I can't. No, I mean, not one that's been, top, not one that's been five, created right? in the, yeah, it's not one that's been created in the past. It's been recreated. 
and recreated and recreated again, again, you know, like to the point where, you know, Dudley's 2.0, you know, Bubba and Devon, you know, Edge and Christian, like some of the best matches you've ever seen in your life, right? Right. TLC, probably one of the best matches of all time. You can put that up there. Easily. I mean, I wouldn't, but whatever. <laughs> Well then, after the bubbly, after the bubbly, it's a bubbly segment. After the Dudley segment, a little bit of the bubbly, <laughs> a little bit of the bubbly. Um, Joey Styles runs down some of the upcoming events at November to remember. He does say that Steve Austin is going to wrestle at that show, and then Public Enemy training Mikey Whipwreck for the ladder match with the Sandman. Is the um, only time I've been entertained by those guys. Well, Public Enemy or Mikey. Not Mikey, Public Enemy. Like, this worked for me. Like, I enjoyed watching Johnny make Mikey run up and down the ladder and get him the beer and do all that shit. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fine. It, it, it was what it was. I mean, you know, I'm not going to shit on it, but it was what it was. Yeah, essentially what I happened. Liked, I, liked, oh, I liked watching Mikey hang for... Like when Johnny's like, go see if there's more beer and there's no beer and he fucking takes the bump out of the tree. That was good shit. Yeah, that was all right. I mean, I would have found beer though. <laughs> Essentially to yeah. describe to describe what Aaron is critiquing here, um, Johnny Grunge leaves to go get some paraphernalia and weapons that they're gonna train Mikey with. Oh, and in the me- in the meantime, Johnny Grunge takes this as an opportunity to put down a six-pack. He puts a six-pack on a tree branch and sends Mikey up and down the ladder to get him a beer. Beer one, beer two, beer three, beer four, et cetera, et cetera. Then when, when Rocco comes back, they not, he accidentally knocks the la- ladder over, and Mikey is stuck <laughs> up on the, hanging on the branch. Mikey's hanging. It takes the bump off the tree. <laughs> the tree. He looks like that monkey from fucking Lion King. And it's like hoop banana, moop banana, and he's like hanging from the tree. And then they're like, ah. they're doing their shit. And then fucking Mikey falls and does like a fat black, a fat back bump into the fucking dirt. It's fucking funny. I I enjoyed it. Where where'd the six pack go? Where'd the six pack go? In Johnny's gullet. <laughs> Johnny's gullet. Yeah, Johnny drank all six beers. Supposedly. Six packs, a, a six-pack is embarrassing. What the fuck? You, you got three guys, and you're sharing a six-pack. <laughs> yeah, no disagreement here. But I see that on a TV show or something. Like, I see a guy sit down next to another guy, and he's got a six-pack, and he's like, let's let's drink. And you're like, you're like did you just bring that just for me? Or <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. Like if some dude would sit down next to me at a fire and be like, I brought the beer and it's a six pack. I'm going to be like, you need to go back to wherever you came from. $2.64 later. Buy six more, fella. I ain't got time for that. Yeah, I, but I do. I always think that when I watch a TV show or something, I see two guys sitting there and they've only got a six pack. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? How anyway. drunk are you gonna get? <laughs> you're not. <laughs> no, you know, of course you're not. And, and then it's gonna the be guy a... acts all silly. 
What? Of a six pack? Dude, I drink, next- I drink a six pack before I even fucking go to the bathroom in the morning. <laughs> Fuck this six pack. That's embarrassing. Well, <laughs> up next on this uh, on this episode of ECW, we're going to see our main event, which is Mikey Whipwreck and the Sandman in a ladder match. But before that, this up here. It's one of the greatest. Are, are, are you playing the promo? I love this shit. We get, yes, we get a promo from Steve Austin. So have He's a listen. Got hair. <laughs> Austin with hair. Here we go. Steve Austin cutting a fantastic promo on ECW TV. How great would it have been if great. Steve Austin was stuck around for a little while? I'm assuming he's dressed the way he is too much today. And set us up a leader, I deserve a break. <laughs> and from the places I've been, I'm... Who's the five-dollar piece of ass? Woman. Whip oh. you amaze me, son. Because you're a go-getter. You don't know what the world... I respect you for that. Nice guy. What a jerk. He's a jerk. Brother, I'm going to get your ass in the ring and I'm going to run circles around you. And when your tongue's hanging out there by your feet, off of the damn belt in my- On second thought, maybe I like him. This is Steve Austin. Slap five dollars. Woman, none too happy about those comments. Is that the phone ringing? Whoever comes out of the next chat right here. There you have it, Steve Austin. Yeah, taking some cracks at Kevin Sullivan in there, taking some cracks at. Uh, I mean, that's good shit. Yeah, it, it it was good, man. I mean, it was um, um, you know, it was everything ECW w- w- was meant to be, you know, because you know they pulled the curtain back. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and they pulled the curtain back, and and he shot on people and. He didn't have to say names, you know what I mean? Everybody knew who he was talking about. Everybody, yeah, everybody, anybody watching ECW knew what he knew what the story was there. Um, Aaron, your comments on the promo? I know you you have something to say, but you have to because you're the one that wanted me to play it for everybody. So, well, I just think it's it's the first um, glimpse of what that guy was truly capable of. You know what I mean? Like. He did the like the Monday Night Quill thing and all the I'm the Hogan in the backstage or whatever, but he went in front of at the time basically the wrestling equivalent of like the Apollo crowd and cut a fucking promo that yeah, he, he could have either got he could either got blown back on or they would have accepted it and they fucking accepted it. And this is like, there was, there was no more. Um, and I know people say this all the time, but there was no more inside crowd than that ECW crowd. And it shows that the people at that time knew that Steve was the fucking man. You know what I mean? Like even before he got to the WWF, this is the fucking yeah. guy. But the worst and part was we didn't no, know how long Steve was going to stay. That was the worst part. Like everybody thought Steve was going to stay. We 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 even thought that that he was going to be there for a while and we were always like, all right, this is our guy, man, you know. Do you He's think he, the guy. Do, you, 
Do you think he knew before he went to East, before he even came to the ECW arena that he was going to sign with Vince? He already did. Okay. So yeah, he's just, that, he's just, that, do, that was, he's just that, doing that his no-compete um, kind of thing? No, I mean, that was hurt. A, um, no, no, no. At, at that time, ECW was that place where they sent you before you got there. Not, not like, not developmental, because it was way before developmental. You know, because the developmental, they would have developmental, they would have taken, taken life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or guys like that. But it was guys like it was the like guys like Steve that were like on their way to to going to going and to. that. That and was right. That, that, that was, was right around the time where Paul was getting checks from, from Vince. You know, and I don't care what anybody says. That's 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 when Paul was getting checks from Vince. Like book this guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Book yeah, this guy and, and, for six months, and then you know, and then you know we'll take him from you, but you know we'll send you somebody else, like just incredible or, or whatever it was. That's how it worked. Plus Steve, and plus Steve was hurt at the time; like he couldn't work, and they were gonna let him cut promos and shit like that on fucking WWF. Like it was, it was a holding place for Steve until he got healed, and then they yeah. were gonna bring him in. And it and was, it, it, was it was also, it was also a good look at Steve too, as well. Like you know, look at guys like Bruce Prichard. Who were doing developmental, you know? I mean, I, I don't want to say developmental in, in that sense, but you know what I mean. Scouting. They they were like they were like looking at him like, yeah, this guy this guy can talk, man. This guy is good, you know. He can he can talk and and you know, this guy's you know. I mean, Vince wanted them anyway, just because he was he was a guy from WCW that could work. He had no idea to talk, <laughs> you know. And then you see him talk, and then it's like, damn, this guy can talk too. But you know, Austin three sixteen, and, and it's crazy that it took a like once he got there, it's crazy that it took like a year and a half for Vince to like realize what the fuck he had. And it wasn't even Vince; it was Steve. It wasn't even Vince at all. Like what I'm saying is, like, it's crazy. Like, this guy's this guy's cutting these promos in ECW, and then he shows up, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna put you with a million dollar man." Here you go. It's like he doesn't need a fucking mouthpiece. He is a mouthpiece. No, like, he can he fucking talk. Know. And then in three sixteen, rocket ship right there, buddy. Rocket ship. Well, this match is a ladder match, but. The structure of this one, this particular ladder match, is the ladder is in play as a weapon, but you uh, you have to pin your opponent or make them submit to win the match. Um, I don't have a lot of notes on the match. I have I have I have a note on the finish and then something afterward. But Aaron, do you have any notes on the match that you wanted to bring up? Um, I was watching it, and when they wind up outside of the ring. Um, I noticed that um, Blue Beanie is in the crowd. He's standing <laughs> next to Buck, the, the Buck Robley looking guy. The Buck Robley guy was there. Yeah, and he's standing. I'm assuming. He, I'm assuming you think or not think Buck Robley's the gray haired guy with the big mustache and all that shit, right? He looks like Buck Robley. That's yeah. what Buck Robley lo- looks like. He's fucking got, blue he's got like a balding head. Front. Yeah. And fucking uh, 
blue meanies out there in the front row. I noticed it. I'm like, what the fuck? There's blue meanie. I love Buck Robley. What's, guy. His, name? What's his name? Brian. What's his real name? Brian Hefferman or whatever. Heffron. Oh, well, blue meanie is, but fuck him. I'm talking about Buck Robley guy. <laughs> Chad wants to talk about Buck Robley guy. <laughs> okay, that, but that I'm saying Blue thing. Mini was standing by him. I know. Who cares? Uh, Buck Buck Robley <laughs> guy is one of the greatest fans of ECW of all times. He's on every show. Maybe you didn't see him or recognize him or it didn't stick out to you, but Buck Robley guy is there all the time. And when I when I used to go to like the, the the old the old school like I'm talking like '92, like fan fest kind of things, and me and my buddy always caught in the Buck Robley guy, and it's Bob McGee is his name, and he always comes to the he always comes to the building where his brother's his brother's name is Sarge. I don't know if it's his real name, but it's Sarge and Buck Robley, and the, and they're, Just they're two of the biggest fans you're ever gonna see. Just so, just so you guys know, I'm going to make the the title of this episode "Meanie and Bobby McGee." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Buck Robley guy is great, dude. Like, I mean, as soon as my as soon as soon as you post this show, and my buddy Scott listens to it, he's going to be like, "Yeah, Buck Robley guy, he's great." Who's better than Buck Robley? Seriously, come on, Bob Sweetan. And- they watch they watched this match and they were like, it's good enough for Meanie. Meanie and Meanie and Buck Robley. Well the end of the match comes when uh Mikey hits a splash hits a, I'm sorry, splashes a ladder on Sandman and wins the ECW title by pinning him. I know, but the best part is, sorry. No, that's okay. The best, the best part is he splashes the ladder and knocks Sandman and himself out. Like yeah, he didn't he, even he, know he, he pinned. <laughs> he totally <laughs> fucked that spot up. <laughs> like it, 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 it wasn't the teeter totter, was it? It was where he jumps off the ladder. Yeah, the la- yeah. No, the, the ladder. Yeah, like go ahead. Aaron. The ladder's on Sandman, and he's and Mikey splashes the ladder. And when he splashes the ladder, he's smart enough to be like, "When I do this, I'm gonna." I'm sure Polly told him, but you know, it's like I'm gonna splash this ladder onto Sandman and knock Sandman out for the three, but also knock myself out. And it's like one, two, three. And until Cactus comes out and tells him that he won, he didn't even know that he won the belt. It's great shit. I thought it was I thought it was one of them teeter totter spots that Mikey knocked himself out on because he he did the same thing on a teeter totter spot like when he went to he, when he jumped off the top rope to like hit the Sandman for the teeter totter thing and the ladder like you know came back up and hit him <laughs> and I was like oh fucks you up <laughs> I thought it was a really nice touch. And a really cool deal, psychology-wise and story-wise, that even though his character at this point is an anti-hardcore bastard, Cactus Jack is still super fucking happy for Mikey. 
and comes out to congratulate him and wants to give him a hug. I thought that was a that was a nice touch char- character wise. That was cool. And it was also cool that when the other guys came out, they didn't trust him and he didn't yeah. trust them. So he yeah, that's him. what that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like it's like he has this thing with Mikey. I may I may hate all of you, but I still all love my buddy people, Mikey. It's Mikey, man. It's Mikey. He's cool. He don't mean no harm to nobody. <laughs> You don't mean to honor nobody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Yeah, I, 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 thought, get it. I thought it was great, too, because it was, um, like, that's how you do it, you know? When, I'm not going to say passing the torch kind of thing, but, you know, all all they were trying to do was endorse Mikey as the new guy, you know what I'm saying? And that's the way you do it. You bring everybody out there to endorse him. Like, yeah, man, good job, dude. You're the new guy, man. You know? Now, I mean, now you have a whole cast of characters that are going to be gunning for you, you know, even though they're congratulating you, you know? <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're congratulating you, but, you know, at the same time, like, don't, don't look, don't turn away, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You turn back into a pumpkin at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> right, all right, that that kind of thing. It also it also puts over Sandman's character of even Cactus Jack was like fucking Sandman's a piece of shit. We don't even like him. Yeah, nobody likes him. <laughs> oh, I mean, real or fake? <laughs> but yeah, like it. Like the guys were talking about. Then the the locker room empties out for everybody to come congratulate the celebration, the ECW arena, the new ECW champion Mikey Whipwreck, and then they. Played a video about Sandman that I didn't watch because the music stunk and I didn't care to watch it. Um, oh, I, I sham, I, I, uh, I shazammed it. Oh, good. <laughs> I wanted to know what this fucking song was, and it's funny because like it's like Sandman's been a piece of shit for like his entire title run, and then he loses it, and they're like, "Oh, let's do this." montage of his greatest hits as champion and um i'm assuming the song they used was enter sandman or whatever for his career retrospect i I, I, I don't think i I don't think it was was it november rain maybe i think it was um alice and chain song that that's what i remember but you know i could be wrong i mean i'm not always right i mean I'm not always right either. But on the WWE Network, his title retrospect is um, to the song Another Day by the famous musician Willie Scott. (laughs) Willie Scott? That's what Shazam told me. Willie Scott. That's a rib. I know that's a rib. I don't know who so it is. is I'm sure it's a rib. Now that's a wrap on this episode of ECW. Overall, what would you would you guys would you guys give this episode this time around? I, I actually gave it a B. I didn't I didn't find I much wrong with this at all. I think it's a an A plus. What's the matter with you? I didn't watch it on black and white TV or something. No, I enjoyed the fuck out of this show. Like I think it was a top to bottom great show. Yeah, I gave it a... It, go ahead, Sonny. Sorry, go ahead. No, I thought talking. all the Steve shit... 
I thought all the Steve shit was good, and Mikey winning the belt, and the the public enemy actually entertained me. I, I just enjoyed this fucking show. It was an A plus to me. Wow, that's a that's a big fucking statement. <laughs> Um, I give it like a, I give it like a B minus. I thought it was great. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Um, you know, it had, it had, it told a lot, a lot, it, it, it told a lot of stories. It had a lot of great moments, but you know, there's still more to be told. That that's the way I looked at it. You know, Aaron gave it an A, like thinking like it's like the end all be all. No, it wasn't end all be all. We still have an end all be all. Then you'll get your A. Oh, no, I, I, you know what I mean? I'm trying I'm trying not to watch it knowing what's gonna happen in the future. I'm looking at it as I'm watching the show, not knowing like putting out of my mind what I know is gonna happen. So just watching it in the moment, I'm like, this this is a fucking great show. I thought. Yeah, it, it, it was it was definitely good, like if I was you know, especially when I was coming home from a show and watching it on TV and going, Dan, that was a good show. Way better than the show that I was on. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is going to be it for us for this week on Reliving the Extreme. Um, yeah, we nailed it. Nailed it. And do you guys have any parting words for our listeners or anything else to say on this week's show? I love jazz. I'll tell you that. I don't think that's going to work, though, but whatever. It's Everything's worth a try. Yeah. I mean, it's on the internet. <laughs> Aaron? Um, not really. Just listen to all the shows. Um, rate and review us, especially with the Reliving the Extreme. That's the way we get our numbers up and everything like that so tell your friends tell your wives tell, tell your mistresses reliving the extreme tell yep. your friends tell your wives tell your mistresses fuck it tell your dog well they and, can't uh, they can't rate things they don't have thumbs but seriously guys um not you guys but our listeners reviews and ratings on like Spotify and Apple and all that shit. That's what gets us up. That's what gets us up the ladder at the most for the most part. So and and also let your friends know. Also if you listen to the show, quick quick quickly and simply sharing it on your social media is another good, you know, share it to your Facebook or share it to yeah. your Twitter. Share it to your Twitter, your Twitter or whatever. Whatever fa- whatever social cool. media you use. Just sharing the show can get it to somebody. I don't know what you're doing with your tweeter, but <laughs> don't post it. We we ain't got enough time for the tweeter stuff. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet the deep deep right out of here because I've got a piss. But thank you guys for joining us yeah, or, for joining me. Eat. Thank you, listeners, for listening, and we'll see you next time around here on Real. Always a pleasure, man. <laughs> <laughs>